This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. <laughs> oh my god! Hey John Medina, can you give me some tips about podcasting? Also, I love it when Jay tells you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Could you tell me how to be like that? <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. (laughs) (laughs) And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 87 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Jay and Scott. How's it going, boys? Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard, um, well, game day was last weekend, and I heard one of you became the game day champion. Is that true? True or false? It's somewhat true. Somewhat? It is somewhat true. Well, it's true. I have the championship, Matt. It says that I am the champion because for the last forever long, they keep cutting out the N on the champion. <laughs> so it just says that I am the game day champion. That must be Japanese or something. Does it mean a lot to you to be the game day champion? Nope. <laughs> 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 no, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean shit. I uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I used to really like game day. I thought it was like fun, but like it's not at all. I've won game day twice now, and like it just fucking it's just another F and M. It's just another F and M. So you yeah. realize that now we're gonna have to call you the um, two-time defending game day champion. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, like that's what I want on my business card. <laughs> like holy, those are some credentials to have. So what'd you play? Guess. Uh, blue, white, black Delver. Nope. Just blue, white Delver. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you, like, make any changes based on the Star City tech, or did you just, like, uh, play straight up I, Stalkers and Swords? I, yep. Yep. <laughs> I tried Jerry T's weird angel tech, and I think that I just don't watch enough magic to know why that card is good in that deck. Especially without stalkers, like, every time I have to side out my stalkers, which I do, like, not often, but, like, it's one of the cards that you side out first, generally. Uh, Like, I'm always just cringing because, like, you could be so far behind and just slam a stalker slash sword, and then you just, the game's over. And 
now I'm taking out a bunch of two drops and playing a bunch of four drops? Is this, On 20 land? This is what I'm doing. And then in my sideboard, I have a Frost Titan and a Consecrated Things for some reason. <laughs> I, uh, man, I like, and I tweeted it, like, Jerry and Sam were, like, blabbing about this, right? Sam Black, for those of you who don't know who Sam is. I call him just Sam, because we go way back. He signed my, my plan in, in uh, Portland, if you guys remember, from, like, episode two. Did you, like, offer him a sandwich, and then he declined it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I just call him Sam. It's fine. So anyway, him and Jerry are, like, blabbing on and on about this great secret tech and everything. And I'm just like, man, like, I'm trying to follow what they're talking about. And I just tweeted them. I said, look, you guys are, like, you must be, like, geniuses to the moon or something. Because I have no fucking idea why why this card is good at all in this deck. I understand that the card is good. Like, a 3-4 flyer with flash for four is good anyways. And then it blo- it, like, blinks one of your guys. But, like... KOT, man, you, you think this deck is like the fucking the hammer hard dick. Why don't you tell me why? Why? Why don't you just tell me why? Just tell me why. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm not even trolling. I just, I played it. I even played it. And I sided <laughs> some angels in and shit, and I was fucking, someone was like, ah, get your shit. And I'm like, flash this angel in, and I guess, I don't know, I guess, blink this dungeon geist. I guess. Sweet. And, like, that never even happened. That was, like, just the best-case scenario. I was like, oh, man, flash this this guy in and, like, blink my geist so that I could block maybe with it? Oh, man, that's fucking tight. Not. <laughs> like, I just died. It never happened. Nothing ever good ever happened with this card. What, what, what do I? Who do I? What do I? You tell me. You tell me. So, um, I think mainly what Jerry was preparing himself for because of uh, the overwhelming ra- uh, success of Ramp the, the week before in Orlando. I think it took, like, two or three of... Like, it was... It won the event, and um, I think he was very trying to skew the deck towards being able to defeat that matchup, uh, where I think Ramp has... If they, like, Slagstorm... Um, which are aside from Whip Flare, which are really good against your Stalker, Geist, whatever. So he wanted to be have a stronger game, so he opted for Feast and Famine over War and Peace and the Angel that, um, as Scott mentioned before this call, that it's actually survived Slagstorm. But you know, obviously the the Stalker version is is a completely, I feel, different beast, and it just can steal wins off the top. You know, sort of War and Peace. I beat Nina with four cards, and and, and you can do the same thing with. I mean, that's not that Del- difficult to do, but. Right. <laughs> so I've been playing it, and and. I mean, you, so, you do miss the the insane draws where they don't do anything, and a lot of people think that if people are adopting the Jerry Thompson version, that. You know, you can the stalker version because they can't really. Uh, they're not fast enough, and they don't really interact with that plan unless they draw their divine offering. Like a lot of people think that if people are just gonna start playing the Jerry Thompson version, yeah, that yeah. you should just go back to playing the Stalker version because you're faster, and yeah. they have nothing that can really interact with the Stalker. So they're like yeah. they're like pretty screwed unless they draw their one of divine offering in the main, in which case right. you know then then they're good. So, but like even then, like. 
I mean, in my stalker version, I'm playing uh, one main as well, and or like revoke existence. Like I flutter between the two depending on if I'm playing heavy spirits or not, right? But like, so so maybe I just didn't listen. It's quite possible. I've had a couple beers, but again, like, why is this version better? It's because of the green sword, so that you can attack through their green dudes. So traditionally, Wolfrun has given given Delver issues, right? Like that green red, I think. Yeah. So this deck, the way it's designed, is sort of designed to prey on the green red decks, basically. So he, this is like the best deck in that metagame because, because it's obviously of, because, littered with green red and red. Because of what? Like, doesn't the ramp deck give you problems because it plays board sweepers that deal damage? Right? Yeah. So then the angel is just four toughness, and that's why you're playing this? Yeah. That's it. That's a whole... That's... It well, allows, well, allows you to hold up Mana Leak and the angel, and right. then, like, usually do... It feels like... I feel like I'm playing Mistbind Cleek, and then, like, untapping, and then playing Sword Feast of Famine, and then attacking them. Because they can't okay. really interact with that. Yeah, know. I guess, like, that's true. I guess going, like, end-of-turn angel, untap, equip sword is, like, as good as going, like, end-of-turn snapcaster, untap, equip sword, which I did and, like, beat somebody with. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, too, is, like, because they're running Sword of Feast or Famine, right? Like, you get a lot more mileage out of your mana when it connects, right? There is a shit ton of things well, when you can it connects. do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, like, a ton of things that you can do with this deck. Um, after you've connected with sword, right? It can really punish you. Okay. Yeah, you can play I just an don't, angel. I just, I just don't understand like how this deck is just like how like why it's so good. Like it could just be people in the magic community just being retarded, like exclamation point pros again. But um, I, I just I played it and I just didn't feel that way. I just didn't feel like like people are like, oh man, bro, like you fucking. Oh, <laughs> uh, bruh, exclamation points. You fucking blink your fucking Snapcaster Mage, and then you have, like, you, know, you just get to play another spell with Flashback, dude, bruh. And I'm like, yeah, except for that costs, like, all of your mana, all of it. It costs just all the manas, all the time. So, like, I guess that your, like, best plan is to, what, like, blink your Snapcaster Mage, connect with a sword, and then have mana up to play a spell? Is that... <laughs> Is there I just don't get it. I just that? don't fucking get it. It's okay. It's okay. 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 I, apparently, like... apparently, Cedric Phillips got it, and he wrote like a really awesome article on Star City Games Select side. So you guys can check it out. It's called "Curse You, Jerry T," and he writes all about how he's got this amazing relationship with Jerry T, and goes over his list, uh, like card by card, about how badly it pushes the shit in of uh, Cedric's Wolfrun list. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll check um, that out. So, Jay, I don't know if you re- read Jerry's latest. So, he, he does mention that he would love to play against Wolfram Ramp, Esper Control, Green Red Aggro, uh, humans, but that, you know, he, would, he wouldn't mind playing against, but would rather not play against other Blue-White Delver decks and Solar Flare and anything with Lingering Souls. And obviously, your version with the Stalker and Sword of War and Peace yeah. are, are definitely better against those decks. So, okay. um, he just wanted to focus on a specific metagame and... Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you do catch in the mirror uh, the well. Obviously now people know about it, but it's surprised when they attack with Delver and you you know flash in a Restoration Angel because part of the problem uh, when you had to deal with Hero Bladehold 
was because of its four toughness, and it forced you yeah. to play dismember either in the side or in the main. So yeah, like um, I still I still play one in in each because of that. Right. Um, because lots of people are playing Hero of Blade Hold where I like in my meta, right? So like, so it's, I mean, it's, I'm still forced to play that card. Like I don't know. Like I just. I just feel like almost like it's just too much mana. And I saw somebody also was talking about playing, uh, instead of playing Geist, playing Blade Splicer, which, like, the interaction between Blade Splicer and that angel is really, um, like, remarkable. That seems good, right? <laughs> it does. But, like, I just, then you're not playing Blue-White Delver. You're just playing white, blinky guys. Are you not? <laughs> you play some white, blinky guys? Is that what you want to do? I don't know. So I, I don't I don't, I've read like Jerry tweet about not liking the stalker version and and I guess some people don't like it just because they feel it may be inconsistent at times I don't know and uh, he'd rather play this like I, I've had some matches against the stalker version where you know it they really need that you know sword of war and peace uh, yeah like I just talked about the angel basically blanks most of your guys like your your delvers can't come through and, yeah. Um, so it's pretty strong in that regard. And at least it's a card that can, correct me if I'm wrong, can actually block Geist and survive, whereas I don't think Delver traditionally has anything like that. Like, you yeah. usually trade it with a Snapcaster. Uh, but here you can actually, like, if someone's really confident, attacks with a Geist, and you're just like, flash, block. So, um... But yeah. I still think there's a lot of lot of power in in the stalker version, and that people that that want to punish, you know, lingering souls decks definitely should play that version. Yeah, and I think that's the main thing to consider, right? Like those two decks, the blue, the plain blue white version, and then Jerry's, you know, angel version are totally meta dependent. Yeah. So you know, if you're if you're inundated with red green decks, then play Jerry's version, and if you are you know, inundated with Lingering Souls decks and, like, humans and shit like that, then play straight Blue-White Delver and Force Horde of War and Peace. I find the sideboard plan very interesting, and I still don't know the right way to approach it against certain decks, because against Green-Red, he just slows down the deck and goes to, like, Concentrated Sphinx, and, you know, that's that's very interesting. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he slows it right down. He also brings in like four clones too, right? Like that that bears mentioning and two ghost quarters. So like he increases the land so as to be able to, you know, power out these spells in addition to uh, you know, kill Kessel Wolfron if need be. Um and then he's got like all of these all these huge dudes. Jim, do you have trouble against green red aggro with your list? If they bring in enough like artifact removal? Yeah, yeah, but like I've always gotten the um, I've always either like gotten the leaks when I need them or the or the (laughs) um, yeah, like I've always either gotten the like I always get the cards I need when I'm playing it. I've never I've never actually played against a green red aggro deck and lost um because they they always just seem to either have bad like bad mulls or um or like they just don't have the cards that they need. Like, it just, it's always like that. I've never, I like, even when they get the turn two sword, I'm just like, yep, Vapor Snag. And then they're like, oh, fuck, they're so far behind. And then I'm just like, yeah, fucking Mana Leak your bird when you play it again. (laughs) And then they're like, oh my god, like, I just fucking lose. And you're like, yeah. 
That's not my yeah. experience. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, and like, I'm not saying like I'm good or because of that or anything. I'm just saying like, it's just, it's just never happened to me. Like, I've never, I've never, done, I mean, I still kind of play for it. Like, I still metaphor it and stuff like that and try to know the matchup and, and play like as best as I can. But I just have never had that problem. So it's just never come up, really. I've, I, I've always found it a very, uh, a big challenge. Uh, if, I mean, if like, a good version or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, too, like, a lot of the players that I play, they lean on, uh, what's that spell um, with flashback that removes an artifact? Ancient Grudge? Yeah, they lean on that so much. Um, so they'll, like, play an Ancient, like, they'll, they'll, I'll, like, probe them and see that they have Ancient Grudge, and they'll, like, um, and then I'll play, like, a sword, and they'll, like, grudge it, right? like, immediately. And then I'm like, yeah, uh, oh, I forgot you had that. Ugh. And then they're like, oh, like whatever. They either believe me or they don't. And then, and then I just like, they just, you can see in their brain, like they don't ever want to do anything in case I slam a sword. So they just don't do anything. And they're like, oh man, he's going to be the beat down. I'm going to be the control. And like, they say more stupid cliche magic things because they're, they're retarded. And, and then. <laughs> I just kill them. Like, I just attack them with Delvers and Stalkers and Geists. And they just sit there being like, Oh, I guess I block. Like, uh, uh, uh. And like, yeah, let's kill all your shit. Vapor snag your birds. Vapor snag your fucking stupid Geist at the end of your turn that you, like, left up to block with. Like, that's definitely not what happens against competent opponents. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's what I mean. Like, I've, I haven't... I've yet to seen a good uh, player play green red aggro in calgary like and uh, which is why like which is i think is a lot like really weird like there's good players here and they're never playing that deck ever they're just always not playing it they're playing like naya pod or wolf run white with entreat the angels or like weird like just weird decks like and no no good players just like yep red green aggro slam win everything all the time winning nope you know what i mean yeah like I mentioned last week, like John Stern, my friend, won the PTQ. I ended up winning the CMT. We both took green, red aggro. And for me, the matchup plays out like you you play like Galvanic Blast to Delvers, and you play a bunch of Huntmasters or Strangroot guys that totally blank your Geist, like your Geist of Sinkrat. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't you can't get through those fuckers, and then you're just like, fuck, I really need you know a sword. But even then, like Strangroot guys can can buy them a lot of time. And then that's like that's when you really need the the stalker to punch through in in your yeah. version. Yeah, and I mean like that happens. I find too like like when I'm playing Delver against like an a, a green aggro deck like that, I oftentimes I don't know if it's the correct play or not, but I'll oftentimes just be really uh, aggressive with my um like attacks and blocks. Uh, either because they'll sit there and be like, oh man, why would he attack with a geist into a a geist so I could just block it? So I, he might have a trick. So Maybe I won't do anything, or I'll play my trick first, or I'll do something stupid. And uh, the other thing is, too, it's just, like, I would just rather kill all of their guys all the time, and then, like, just top deck like a boss with probes <laughs> and ponders and blind-flipping delvers and swords, <laughs> then, then have them, then me, like, be conservative and, like, try to race them? Because I don't think you can win that race, right? I don't think Delver wins that race. Like, you know, in a like the aggro part of the race yeah like i don't think that that in general that delver can win the the race versus red green aggro 
Right, right. I agree with that. And that's why like, right? Jerry tries to slow down his deck and go the other way. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, so what I'll, like, I mean, I don't, so a lot of the times I don't have the option to just throw in a Frost Titan into my 20 land deck. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not that good. But, uh, so what I'll do is, like, like I said, I just be really aggressive with, you know, trading my guys for their guys. And I, like, I'll just, I, like, Delver has a, a better long game, uh, in terms of, in my experience anyway, of just being able to go, like, ponder, ponder, you know, sword stalker go, and then they're, like, like draw your mass removal or you lose. And then they're like, they try to race you, and you just have an unblockable guy, like, you know? Right, yeah. that makes sense. I think it's just, yeah, it's just hard when they 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 have or draw a lot of hunt masters. Though that's the card that like allows you allows them to to make it so yeah. that even if you're like ahead of the race, that pulls them right back in it. Like, yeah, and a hunt master is a really good card against um, Delver, but like, it's not a very good card against anything else, really. Like, like it's it's just a two toughness. Like, if everybody's playing red green aggro and wolf run with all these, with all these sweepers and and shocks, I just don't find that um, it does anything. It just always see, gets it's me. interesting because it's fine in pod because you know it's got value when it comes into play, and you get to a situation where you can still uh, you don't have to cast any spells, and you can still you know gain velocity and advance your board mm-hmm, presence mm-hmm. through your pod mm-hmm. and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, it's good there, because you're not losing any value by not casting any spells. But otherwise, like, I do agree with you. Yeah, and, like, it's really good against Delver, because we don't have hard removal. We have vapor snags, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, you you don't want to be vapor snagging a, <laughs> a fucking hunt master. Like, that's why, that's why like, in, in a wolf run deck that I was going to play on game day, I decided not to, because my buddy needed the card. But I was just going to play four... Red Titans, four Green Titans, and four Huntmasters, like just to just to have twelve Titans in my deck. And um, Scott actually talked me out of it because of <laughs> the the prevalence of the Green Red Aggro, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm basically just playing Huntmaster because it's a thirty dollar card, and there's got to be a reason for that. And everybody says it's good, so whatever, play it. And then he's like, no, it's bad. Arc Trail and Galvanic Blast and all these shocks and all these Green Red apparently, and all these. And everything, and I'm like, oh, good point. Guess we don't play that card. <laughs> I, in all fairness, I, I think I indicated that if you're playing a Green Sun Zenith package, like one or two of them is fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, but like the, you just don't want multiples in that ramp deck. Like you just fucking play Solemns and move on. <laughs> so, especially if you're ramping in the Titan plan. Anything else we want to talk about on Delver? I'm planning to play it this weekend in Toronto. Yeah. So the one thing that I do want to talk about, actually, and it'll segue really nicely here. Um, so I, I think the, the timely reinforcements, mm-hmm. Jerry's plan against green, red aggro, um, you know, for the Delver list is was a really big one. Uh, I think at the, the end of the last show, we had mentioned that Jerry kind of shipped his his ideas and feedback on, you know, the sideboard for the Esper list. And, and that actually involved um, timely reinforcements and intangible virtues as a way to, you know, combat the green red decks because like timely just will get you so much time, oh, so man, much, yeah. you know, stalls okay. out. Okay. You're making guys, you're beating down. Like so long as you just contain the sword, you're basically there. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. So, um, it was really nice to see that still, you know, in his list. And, you know, we, of course, uh, I packed them in for game day when, uh, I went to go and play at mine. So I listened to Ben Clinton, Ugh. Ugh. 
And I took, <laughs> I decided I would go and I would try, because it's only game day, like what do I have to lose, right? So I thought I would go and I figured it's going to be all aggro anyway. So I'll just play the version without the mana leaks and without the dissipates in the sideboard and see how it goes. Oh my okay. God, bad okay. idea. So I go in and like, sure enough, I'm looking around. Somebody's playing Calcano's fucking terrible pile of red, green, red and blue cards. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's like infinite human mirrors. There was like a junk walkers deck, you know, but like otherwise like, Oh man, Chandra Soren's vengeance. Get you. No, no, no. <laughs> Remember that though. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so like there were literally like practically infinite, uh, aggro all day. Yeah, so I'm looking yeah. at my list going, fuck yeah, this is like, I'm XOing this bitch. It's on. Cause my deck is basically like eating aggro all day. Yeah. The aggro, not much. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So I'm feeling That's pretty good. That's what you call that, KYT, just FYI. So Alex and I went out to game day. Uh, I made a uh, a white slash black uh, humans list, basically splashing black for now Spellbomb out of the sideboard and uh, Vault of the Archangel, because that's a really good card in the aggro mirror. Um, but otherwise, it was just like Loyal Cathars and, uh, and like Silverblade Paladins and Hero Blade Hold and... You know, all of that good human shit. Triple Talia in the main deck, that sort of stuff. Um, so he was rocking that, and I was, of course, rocking Master Build. And so round one, I sit down, and uh, I'm playing against this kid. I don't even remember his name. I, I wrote it all down, but I don't have my name. How nice of you. Well, uh, well, he was a nice enough guy, really polite, you know. And uh, I was like, oh, well, you know, I won the die roll, so I thought, okay, this is going to be good. And so it turns out he's he's playing blue-red milk. Wow, sweet deck, bro. When he resolved a turn five Jace memory adept, and I looked down at the lack of memory uh, mana leaks in my hand, I realized that I was in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so like Chris Lansdale next leveled you. Well, it was actually, it's, you know what, it's even worse than that, because he goes like turn four, increasing confusion for three. What does that do? That's the flashback mill card. Oh, my God. So that's when I knew I was in for it. Yep. Yep. And come back and from that. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I up against? Because I thought it was going to be like blue-red, blue-red-white, like whatever, right? Yeah. Maybe even some like, like blue-red Bernie countery del del Yeah, yeah like Bernie Vengeance maybe or something. Party. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I can get there. This isn't going to kill me in three fucking turns. Um, Yeah, it was really bad. So after that mill for three, he untaps, plays Jace, and I'm like, all right. So he mills me once and gets, like, a bunch of nothing. Mills me the second time. I flip one of my O-rings, and I'm, like, mental noting. Mills me a third time. And, like, I just go, all right. I found this. Like, I look at my cards, see that the second O-ring and my only other out of the entire fucking deck is there. And I'm like, all right, scoop them all up. I'm looking at my hand of, like, two Doom Blades, a Tragic Slip, two Terminuses, and a Day of Judgment or something stupid like that by the time I died. I'm like, fuck this. So then I'm like, I can't pull enough cards out of the sideboard, right? <laughs> like, I can't. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I turn on, like, Balls Out Aggro, and I'm like, bring in the Virtues, bring in the Timelies, like, just bring in fucking everything, right? And uh, I check out a ton of my Sweepers and Removals. I leave in, like, a couple Terminus or whatever, but that's about it, because I can't pull anything else out. And so when you play it, Turn to Invisible Stalker, 
<laughs> with a turn three sword body in mind? Oh man, you should have been. You should have played around that because he's playing mill. You should have known. You so known. I, I should have known, right? You should have played around known. that. Now I made sport of it. Game two was a fucking was was back and forth. I I had the O ring for his Jace. I had a second O ring for his first sword, and it actually came down to like I had Alpha on the board, and it came down to um, Snapcaster Mage and Step. No, sorry, he pulled a Stalker, and then just basically like was like bash for one, bash for one. I had Lethal on the board, and he just goes peels the sword off the top, and that's it. So I'm like, okay. Fine. So that's round one. I'm 0-1. Alex fucking curb stomps his opponent with like a slew of fucking aggro damage. And he's so he's 1-0. So we go round two. He, he beats his opponent 2-0. Uh, I sit down against a red deck. Mono red deck. Shrines. What? Berserkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the girl in the room playing okay. mono red. Yeah. yeah. So you can't lose the girl, and you can't no. lose the red deck. No. But I have to tell you, thank God for timely reinforcements, because, like, game one was not a game. I got fucking shit pushed in, because it's, like, mono red, burn, 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 burn. All right. So games two and three, I took on the back of timely reinforcements and planeswalkers and intangible virtues, and I just, like, went right over the top. So that was good. Uh, and then I basically XO'd the rest of the tournament. So nice. Yeah. So like if like if I had kept counter spells in, I would have potentially had a shot at the mill deck, and could have exoed the entire tournament, which was really frustrating. Uh, yeah. Alex ended up going. Um, he ended up actually also uh, X wanting the tournament. Wow. So nice. yeah, yeah. So his deck did really well. He played it really well. Uh, he was in. Uh, it was against a blue white humans uh, in the last round, and it went to turns. And he could have played to the draw, but instead just figured he'd go balls out and attack. And his opponent had a trick and killed him on the crackback. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, so basically he came in right under me. We both top eighted. I came in, uh, I came in fifth. He came in um, sixth. Nice. Yeah, both at X one. Also, like, does I don't think I want to go back to this Delver list. Does Jerry's Delver list play any O rings in the seventy five? I don't think it does. Right? No. Do any Delver lists play that? I don't know. KIT? Can you start playing Diablo? In none there's recent decks that I, that I've seen versions of Delver. I haven't seen O Ring in a long time. Okay. I've played O Ring. I've always kind of gone back and forth between some number of O Rings. I really like O Ring. Um, but anyway, so I'm playing Adam. <laughs> Who does it? Yeah, bums and losers. Chris Lansdale, maybe. <laughs> Um, I'm playing Adam LaForest, and, uh, it's like, it's, we're both, like, 4-0, or 3-0, or 3-1, maybe? No, maybe it was even earlier than that. I think we were both 1-1. And, uh, it sucks when you have to play your friend in, like, the early rounds, and that always is actually the worst, like, and I basically just had to, like, play mono friends all game day, which kinda sucked. But, um, so, I'm playing him, and he's playing, I think, what is Brad Nelson's mono blue architect worm coil deck? Mm -hmm. Right? Everybody knows about that? Yeah. So it's just back to the old play an architect on turn whatever, three, and then like play a worm coil worm engine. engine? Or, yeah. Um and it's got spell skates in the main and uh stuff like that, like which is actually pretty good when you can just like have, you know, insane mana to play insane amounts of worm coil engines. But 
he also so we're playing and it's game three and he's not stabilizing but he's getting closer to having some stability <laughs> and uh <laughs> like he's not you know i'm not afraid of this i'm actually like sitting quite comfortably and i've had an o-ring in my opener since you know like the beginning of the game here he's he's been playing really 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 uh behind the entire game i've got like a two blind flip delvers that he's had to deal with and stuff like that right so we're playing he's at like four life or five life or something and he uh he plays i like probe him and see his hand which is like worm coil mana leak maybe so i play like a geist into his mana leak that he has to mana leak or else he just loses and then he like draws a card doesn't like seem too happy about it plays his worm coil and he has one card in hand uh and i'm like okay sweet so i've got this o-ring in my hand since the entire game so i'm like whatever problem solved and i'm like slow rolling him a little bit but not too not too badly and uh and he goes he goes worm coil go so i draw my card it's like a land i snap play my land and i'm just like o-ring get you and then he goes he goes fucking o-ring fucking o-ring fucking o-ring who plays fucking O-Ring? That's not card. <laughs> fucking O-Ring? And then he shows me the last card in his hand, which is Reader... Or is it Redirect? No, not Redirect. What's the one that copies? Like, it's like Twin Cast. Um... Man. In the blue list? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's in the blue list. Like, this is just a blue card. And it, and it copies Target Spell, like Twin Cast does. Yeah, but no... No, because they printed reader. It was redirect. That was in red. Was no, read. No, no, no. You're flipping him. They flipped it this time. Okay. They okay, put. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, so it was redirect that, for sure. He shows me that blue card, and he was like, "Fucking O-ring, fucking O-ring, O-ring, really, fucking O-ring." Any other artifact removal card, and I get your sword, gain the life, fucking get my two worm coils. Problem solved. Fucking O-ring, fucking O-ring. So yeah, that was that was my that was my stuff. <laughs> it was pretty good. I was happy for that. So yeah, just FYI, I play O rings in my Dover list, just so you, my opponents know. Because <laughs> you know, Divine Offering doesn't get fucking Liliana, which people tell me is good. So you gotta be able to fucking O ring that bitch just right out of there. Who plays Liliana? What? <laughs> Nina. Nope. I don't nope. know. Fucking Ben Clinton. <laughs> yep. She uh, she got the axe lately. And like Oring is is good for uh like is also like I just like it. It's just good for getting rid of like multi purpose threats. And I don't mind it. I mean it's to me it's just as good and or bad as as uh what's that other spell that does it at sorcery speed? What's that Revoke fucking existence? garbage card called? Revoke existence, yeah. Yeah. No, I and I'm right there with you actually. And and Alex uh was the one that kind of took me off Revoke. Um and originally in my board and I I just substituted it with an O ring for its versatility. So I'm down. I can get behind the power of the ring. So uh KYT, you've been playing a little Diablo there, have you? <laughs> yes, yes. But everybody's, like, gone to level 60. All my friends, I log in, check in who's online. Everyone's playing a six-level 60 character. <laughs> Everyone's on, like, Hell or Inferno. I'm still on Normal, trying to beat Diablo. I'm just, like, putting in, like, half an hour or 
max an hour or two per day while people are yeah that's not enough (laughs) that's probably more than enough Uh, (laughs) well if you uh if you want like i'm perfectly happy to to rush you through for a bit if you wanted to (laughs) no no i'm fine i've been helping lansdell out a little too and getting him some gear and stuff i wouldn't have been able to get as far as i'm at i'm only a level 54 i just flipped over to 54 but i wouldn't have been able to get as far as i have been without uh, a buddy of mine as well. Uh, Dave has been hooking me up, giving me some support. His wizard is like completely absurd. He's like level 57 or something at this point, but like the wizard class is so good. Like so good. It's almost unreal. In the, uh, Jay, did you get the game? No, I, uh, I played the demo and it was like, eh, whatever. This is like Duke Nukem Forever. Like it's a game, a game that I had to wait ten years for should be better than, like, should be better than Diablo three in my opinion. Like it should give me a boner. It doesn't. <laughs> so I know a lot of a lot of like other people are gonna say that it does. Like I mean, Jesse's been playing it nonstop and talking about it nonstop. Like it's just right. I'm just not jacked about it. I don't care. Like I don't like. Like the the way that I looked at it for me is that it's it's um it took too long to come out. So to me, it just feels like a totally different game. It doesn't feel like Diablo, which is good, I guess, because if it was just Diablo two with better graphics, then I'd also think it was shitty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like with me, like they really just like they really probably just couldn't have won unless they just released Diablo two but with new items and better shit. But like it's just I don't know. It's just the same. It's like. There's there's been a hundred other games like that since it came out, like you know Dragon Age and Skyrim and whatever. Like, the, like to me, it just feels like another game in a fantasy land. It doesn't feel like Diablo two. Like I played Diablo two last year with Chris Lansdell and OreoCorp and all those guys, right? So, so for me, like Diablo two is is fine. I'd still play that game. Um, and also for me to like there, so there's that, and then also on top of that. If I did want to play um, <laughs> Diablo 3, I'd have to buy a new computer. Oh. And, yeah, like, my, my computer just can't, doesn't have the graphics card for it. It's, like, five years old or something like that. So it's just not good enough to to play. So, like, I just can't actually afford to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Aw. Well, I thought the game was very similar. Um, and I think a lot of reviews basically said they... They try to refine the, the the formula that they had that they have perfected yeah. um, in the in the previous two games, and uh, I just really really enjoy it. I, don't, I find it funny that anybody can enter your game, so you could be like even though the story is obviously not on the scale of like a Dragon Age story, um, you know someone can just come in your game, your friends, like, rush you through. Yeah. <laughs> Make you want to skip all the cutscenes and everything. You're like, hold on there. <laughs> I gotta absorb the story. <laughs> of course, KYT would say that. Hang <laughs> on there. I gotta absorb the story. I've played Diablo 2 for, like, five years, and I still never... I've never seen any of the cinematics ever. It's <laughs> really like, terrible. Why the fuck would I watch those? Hey man, did you buy the new Diablo game for like a hundred bucks? Yeah, man, aren't those cinematics sweet? That's what happens. That's how I talk about video games all the time. <laughs> well, this one's actually pretty good. 
You guys are losers. KYT has, has an excuse. He's Asian. <laughs> like, uh, Scott's accepting the, your loser comment. <laughs> <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, truth be told, like, it's just been a lot of fun. It's been a nice, mindless way to sort of, like, kill off you know, hours, hang out yeah. with a bunch of people that I wouldn't yeah. see normally, you know, like it's been pretty sweet. Um, I've been playing a lot with uh, Tyrone as well from the Brainstorm podcast, MTG Brainstorm, and uh, and he played a muck as well, and he's about my level. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty sweet. Like, Lansdale and uh, I'm playing with him a lot, obviously, and, and my buddy Dave. Um, it's uh, It's been a sick run. Been, like, a ton and ton of fun. And, like, everybody's fucking on it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's so it's so ridiculous. Like, I actually talked like today I was on for like an hour. I talked to more people in the magic community about magic stuff through the chat on fucking Diablo than I did anyone else about anything Diablo. Like it was it was so crazy. Yeah, but it's such an amazing product on that in that capacity that uh, you just got to give it to them. Like, it's not perfect. And in some cases, it's fucking just terrible. But. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, looks like we have a uh, special guest to join us here. You guys may recognize him from his uh, regular, well, semi-regular when he gets around to fucking actually posting it. Uh, FNM Hero called him uh, Jonathan Medina. Jonathan, uh, are you there? Bob? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hi, Bob. <laughs> so uh, is it is it totally jacked up or is it good? You no, it's like okay. You're in a bathroom. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm close to the bathroom in the hotel room. Are you podcasting <laughs> while simultaneously having a shit? While shit, <laughs> I'm casting while shitting. You're, uh, you're shit casting. <laughs> shit casting. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss FNM Hero this week as well. Bummer. Man, you're the fucking worst. You're too busy, Matt. FM Zero. <laughs> too much work, bro. Stop working so hard. <laughs> Heroes don't take time off. <laughs> so, uh, so you've been so busy. What are like? What are you doing? Why are you late? Oh, I'm late because I'm at Origins Game Fair, Ooh. and uh, we've been buying cards all day, and. Uh, I think uh, I think I'll tell you guys a story. Hold on a second, all right? Is hey, JR, JR there too? Tell, yeah, JR, well, can I tell the story? Hold on, hold on. JR, come over and say hello. JR, they want you to say hello. Hello, media. <laughs> Jesus can, Christ! Can you hear that? <laughs> They're laughing at your ass. Good. <laughs> All right, so JR's a little bit drunk while he's pricing the cards I'm in the not spot. That drunk. <laughs> All right, so what happened was, um, we brought some money to buy at Origin, and uh, last year we were small fish, okay? So we only brought about I don't know six thousand, six to ten thousand last year, okay? So uh, small fish, we spent all our money last year and we were happy, okay? So this year. We said, oh, we need to bring more money because last year we uh, we spent all our money. So we brought more money this year, okay? And uh, this guy comes at about 11 o'clock in the morning, says, are you guys buying magic cards? And we said, yeah, of course. Let's see what you got. 
So we open the first binder, and on the first page, there's two black lotuses. Wow. Wow. And that's it's right on, it. on the first page, too. Like, this is my dick. Look at it. <laughs> so first page, two black lotuses, uh, two mock sapphires, two mock jet. Two, so basically, two sets of power. Wow. Okay. And some of this power is so crispy that I, I, I already think it's fake. Like, I look at it, and I go, oh, man, this power's fake. Like, let me see this. So I pull wow. it out. It's like crispy white. I'm like, dude, this looks like this guy just printed it. He's like, I opened that. He's like, I opened it, and we only played it a couple times. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's the story all the time, right? So I look at it, and I'm like, man, if this is a fake, this is really good, you know? So we start going through the rest of his binder. Uh, you know, basically, like, 80 dual lands later. <laughs> wow. Two sets of power. Yeah, do you see those? Two sets of power. Two sets of power, 80 dual lands, a play set of Mistress factories or Mistress workshops. Um, just like infinite, like expensive cards, like six mana drains, uh, you know, just infinite, like anything you think of four modes. Like the, the rule is if he's got all of this stuff, his power is probably not fake, you know? And, and on top of that, like looking at the power, we're just like, yeah, this is not fake. So he's like, just yeah, stole so, it. <laughs> well, we don't, he's an older guy. He's, an he's older old. Guy. So he probably didn't steal it. Probably not. <laughs> I love Mexicans. He's the older guy, and he's there with his wife, and they were buying a gaming. <laughs> so, uh, so we basically do the math, and uh, we pretty much have to go to we have to go to the bank to to pull this off. <laughs> so we tell him, "Yeah, come back later." We have to go to the bank, and in the meantime, the day was insane for buying. We bought like another four thousand dollars in cards, like before we even got to the bank to get this guy's money, and. Wow. Uh, and this is day one. Like, this, this is Thursday. So, like, tomorrow we have to go back and try to, you know, set up a whole other, like, case because we just have, we just, we just bought, like, infinite power and, like, all this stuff to sell. Um, so, so yeah, it was, a, it was a very, very good day. Wow. So, yeah. We're pretty pumped. And we still have uh, Star City is doing uh, the, they're doing their, their open in Columbus. So, Saturday and Sunday, uh, they're part of Origin, so we're gonna have a whole Star City crowd there Saturday and Sunday as well. Yeah, you're gonna uh, make a small fortune this weekend, eh? Yeah, we're gonna make and spend a small fortune. It's just been it's been nuts today, just crazy. So, uh, as an example, what are you what are you pricing your duels at? Like, like are they all as crispy as the as the lotuses and stuff, or what? Well, like I said, there's like over eighty duels, so it's like. Um, some of them are crispy. Some of them are just played. So uh, we were just doing. We were just going through some of the prices. I was surprised actually. Um, Volcanic Island is like a hundred and twenty dollars now. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. And uh, savannas are a hundred. Yeah. And like stuff like Taiga, which I expected to be like seventy, seventy-five. Those are like fifties now. And uh, you know, just things have shifted around quite a bit with the dual land. But uh, but yeah, we we were just pricing the duels right now. We did the power first. So it's interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your lesson: that if you decide to start playing subpar decks in standard, you no longer have your finger on the heartbeat of the legacy community. Well, obviously, not the pricing, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was just working so hard on my next, you know, F and M hero change. You know, uh, 
So, uh, so yeah. Uh, did I tell you guys that I split first in FNM Hero last week? No. no. Wait, did you? Yeah, I, I did. I tell you that. I, uh, I maybe. Told us that. Yeah. Uh, James, yeah, we actually had some. Uh, we had some fans of the podcast come up, and they were talking about uh, the A team actually. And uh, he was he was asking questions about uh, about podcasting in general. And uh, one of the things he was mentioning is he's like, "Oh man, I love when you talk about the F and M hero." And he's like, "And I love it when Jay Bush just tells you to shut up right off the bat." <laughs> like, oh my god! Hey, John Medina, can you give me some tips about podcasting? Also, I love it when Jay tells you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Can you tell me how to be like that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just hire a nobody from Canada. <laughs> get to that. Oh, so funny. Good times. Good times. So, uh, so he was, uh, he was a good guy. He, uh, he asked Sounds like. Yeah, and uh, he was just like laughing about how you just tell me to shut up, and I just keep talking about deck, and he's just laughing his ass off. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's been a been a busy day. Uh, we're we're all pretty beat, but uh, we just have to get this pricing done because uh, yeah. freaking. We have to show up tomorrow with cards to sell. But uh, these events aren't really for selling. Like, that's one of the things I learned last year is, like, we didn't bring hardly any stock. We just brought a bunch of, like, foils and Japanese stuff. And then we just bought, like, infinite stock here. Like, by the end of the day, we had, like, a bunch of Entreat the Angels, a bunch of guys to St. Trap, a bunch of, like, Snapcaster Mage and, like, all that stuff, you know? So you just buy it all here pretty much. You just stock in the stores. Yeah, the most important thing to bring to these things, like if people are thinking about like entering on a small level, like doing PTQs and stuff like that, like just keep in mind, like it's not about buy, it's not about selling, it's about buying. So just bring as much money as possible, because it's just like all the people come, they want money to walk around and and spend, so they just bring their magic collections and they dump them like in the beginning, and then they dump them at the end to get gas money and like to pay for <laughs> hotels and stuff. Nice. Yeah, so pretty insane. Wow. So, like, are you you guys going to be okay? Like, do do you do you f- foresee any financial challenges between now and the end of the weekend, or what? Oh, we're going to run out of money for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you your spaceship. Yeah, we're going to run out of money. Uh, we're we're going to run out of the money we budgeted for this for sure. Uh, we're over budget already, and uh, we're just gonna we're going to run out of uh, spending money. So. Uh, that's fine. Just get along. Like, I mean, we don't we don't really do that. Or I mean, we we have money, but we're not going to spend it on you know. We need to run the company, so <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's good. We came to buy certain cards, and we just like that first collection was a big windfall. And then we were buying all day as well, so we really just came to accomplish. We accomplished what we came to in day one, and we still have like the rest of the days to to work. So. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Nice. Well, uh, tell me, t- do me a favor. Uh, see if you can get me those uh, temporal masteries at uh, ten bucks, man. I need three more. You need three at ten? Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're not gonna pay more than ten. You can hook me up with a pass through. Make them twelve. Yeah. Same yeah. for entreat the angels for me. I need three of them, bitches. Dude, yeah. If I send them to you, bro, it's gonna take like three months to get there. Oh yeah. Never mind. I forgot. I forgot about that. Never mind. <laughs> you know what? If you send them to me and then I send them to Jay, they'll get there faster. It's probably true. I know because Just... every time I every time I send Scotty stuff, he gets it like instantly, and freaking Jay takes like months. Yeah, like I still haven't received everything. You still haven't got the the, the, the kibble? 
No. Oh, that's so dirty. Just a sick investment <laughs> on my hand. <laughs> oh, they're dropping by a minute, too. Yeah. Yep. Pretty glad that what I got them. What a blowout. Hey, but they could be going up by the minute. Oh, you yeah, know. they could be. You know, that's what I thought was going to happen for sure. I thought Tibble was going to go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're demanding so much of John. <laughs> So uh, I had the privilege of meeting a guy um, at the game day, and he specializes in uh, doing, like, proxies, like magic proxies, specifically for use in, like, uh, cube and or, like, commander. So he had, like, a shit ton of, um, like, planeswalkers and stuff, and he had a you know, like a, a dummy altar and all that sort of stuff that, you know, so I, I, of course, was like completely enthralled because this sort of shit, you know, I've got like a Planeswalker commander deck and I've got a fucking, you know, dummy deck and stuff. So I thought this is going to be really sweet. And they look just stunning. Like just like my, my Liliana the Veil is like the hot Liliana art, like with the all the like extra details in her like uh, lingerie and all that sort of stuff. And it's like full border and they're all foil. So, like, the guy does a really good job on them. They all look really, really sick. Uh, the guy who who does it, his name is Vito. And uh, so I, I told him I would 100%. Like, I posted some pictures on Twitter. Everybody and their mother are all were all over me. Where did you get them? How much do they cost? And so on and so forth. So uh, the email address where you can reach Vito and let him know that I sent you. Say, Scotty Mac sent me. Uh, the email address is... D-O-C-P-R-O-X at gmail.com. So docprox at gmail.com. Um, so anyway, so yeah, uh, email him. He does all sorts of special commissions. He's a graphic designer. So, you know, if you just want like traditional full border stuff or if you want, you know, like special art commission or whatever, like he can do all that stuff for you. Um, basic stuff is, if I'm not mistaken, it starts at $20. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. Cause they're honestly like, they're sick. They've got the regular magic card stock back. Like they're like, you can't tell that they're, you know what I mean? Like they're the same thickness as a foil. Like they're, they're just beautiful. So, right you know, totally worth it. Um, if you're looking to pimp anything out or, you know, if you're playing legacy and you're playing commander and you don't want to put all your duels in your deck, like he does a really good job on the dual lands. Like, um, what I'm w- looking towards as well is like, like taking the new art from the MTGO cube that they posted yeah, yeah. and like yeah. putting all of those in. And then what he does That's is cool in, in like the text area, he puts in the symbol from the Ravnica guild that, that that color combo represents. That's right? cool. And it looks really, really nice. So those are the only pictures I didn't post, but like, anyways, really, really impressed with the work overall. I totally recommend you guys check it out. Remember it's D O C P R O X at gmail.com. And his name is Vito. So, um, Tell them I sent you, and and feel free to check it out because I've I'm loving the shit out of these. Like they're so much fun. Shout out to Vito. That's the uh, that's the sandwich I ordered at Jimmy John. I ordered a Vito with no onion. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's an Italian, you know, ham, you know, uh, salami, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
So, uh, so yeah. So, Jonathan, uh, shout outs. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> we're not joking. Yeah, hear we me? can hear you go before okay. you cut out again with your shitty hotel internet. Well, check it out. I, I downloaded Skype on my iPad, so I'm doing it from the iPad KYT style. It actually sounds better. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. uh, shout out to you guys for putting up with my bullshit while I'm over here trying to make some money. Uh, shout out to Tamiya. No, no, not much better. No, no. Uh, shout out to who? The worst. What was the right. second? Who was the second shout out to? Tamiya. Why? Because she's awesome and really hard to buy. Really hard to buy? Yeah, people don't want to sell her. Well, how much are you offering on her? Twenty-two dollars. Huh. That's pretty insane for a buy price. Wow. So, like, is it good that I have seven? That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so shout out to you guys. Shout out to Tamio. Shout out to uh, Brandon Hoagland and J.R. Wade, who are over here with me uh, doing the biz. The biz, nasty. Nice. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, uh, second the shout out. Um, to uh to jr because like he's you know he's a homie and uh and i miss that that man so you can pass that along i miss you jr everybody misses you i miss scotty Mac. <laughs> uh, so, we're also going to send you some shirtless jr token nice <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> now all i need to do is they, now they need to make uh cards that make wolves that don't suck um <laughs> again previous statement <laughs> so uh shout out to uh everybody that's rocking esper walkers this weekend um had uh, an absolute blast building the deck i think it's uh, even more formidable now than it was uh two weeks ago so that's very impressive um good luck to obviously kyt as well um i'm glad you won't be playing sword of war and peace this weekend but i still hope you do well uh congratulations jay on your victory at Woo! game day to become I'm the, champion. the, uh, the defending game day champion. Whoa, J1 game day? <laughs> he did. Yeah, what for the, the hell's second... going on over there, he... man? He keeps winning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the 18 influence. I think that's what it is. He didn't start winning tournaments until you came on to fucking keep him honest about his deck choices, though. I think so. I think it's that. Yeah, I think I'll take credit for that. I'll do that. <laughs> okay, no. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. I have another thing you can take credit for, too. Legitimately, take credit for it. Oh, sick! I hope it's something good. Waiting for it. No, no, I'll do it in my shadow. Oh, okay. Um, so, shout out to Vito for the sick altars. Uh, shout out to Revised Angel for her endless fangirlism. Yes, Woo. I love you. It's awesome. You're hilarious. Um, and Shout out to Carlos for inspiring half of my crazy EDH decks. Shout out to Andrew Magrini for being like an awesome bastion of sanity during my crazy work days. Uh, he always pops up on Facebook with like random EDH stuff. So it just like gives me that break from the, from the monotony. Sick. Um, shout out to Jake Hal for being a pussy. You're fucking terrible. Man up. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Donate sperm, because otherwise, man, the way you're running, you just are not procreating otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> what am I missing? 
I gotta start playing Diablo. Yeah. Shout out to Blizzard, Diablo three. Uh, shout out to my uh, my dungeon crashing crew, uh, Tyrone, uh, Dave, and Lansdell, um, and a bunch of others that come in and out, Jacob and whatnot. Um, I'm good. Next, Jay. Sure. Uh, shout out to John Medina for discovering. Uh, what's that card called? Faith Shield? Yep. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember this, but John talked about that card fucking forever ago. Yeah, I remember and about it. And about how it was good. I still, I don't know if it's good still, but Nina fucking swears by it, and normally she's right about that kind of stuff, so, um, so yeah, so shout out to John Medina for, he's gotta take credit for it. He's the first ever that's ever thought of that, ever. No, it was actually Smitty. It was actually Smitty who thought about that first. Oh, that Before makes sense. Before the card was invented. He that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I, I got to give John credit for introducing me to it and then Smitty credit for inventing it. <laughs> um, that's what you said. And then yeah. uh, what else we got? What else we got? I got to give a shout out to the Tabor guys who came down and had just a great time. And uh, I got to give a shout out to, to Steve who is always, he's the guy, like, you guys know these guys, these type of guys, where they don't know, they don't know what kind of deck they should play, and they're always kind of back and forth, and like, eh, I don't know what deck to play, I'm going to play this, I'm going to play that, I'm going to play this. So, <clears throat> Steve has uh, been playing blue-white, like, Delver, and blue-white Cobblade forever, but he always switches between that and, like, something bad, and some, I don't know, he, like, loves Lansdell, so he just, like, bruise that shit up all the time into the mist and all this garbage. So he goes and he shows up to game day. He comes down from Tabor, which is like two hours away. And he started playing game day and he goes like 0-4 with Delver. Just straight up like just loses. Gets crushed all day. So I gotta give a shout out to him because I feel so bad for him. And uh, what else? We gotta give a shout out to Adam for losing the fucking fucking O-ring? Fucking O-ring? Um, who else we got? Gotta give a shout out to Ben, the judge for judging game day. What else? That's about it. That's all I got. Shout out to Transformers 2. <laughs> shout out to fucking Michael Bay. I don't, I don't give a shit what anybody says about you. I think you're fine. Oh, and I have to give a shout out to Adam Jury, uh, who is, was like featured uh, on a, I don't remember what Star City it was. It was like, Maybe two or three weeks ago or something. Um, and he made, he's made a bunch of really awesome custom tokens that are actually just insanely badass. Um, and uh, so he he's a graphic and a game designer, and he um, gave some of the tokens to Marshall and Joey Pasco when they were down there, and they like loved them and tweeted about them and everything, and they're actually amazing. And he's one of the guys from Tabor that comes and plays uh, game days and stuff up here. So uh, it's Adam Jury, just like in court. Uh, if you want to check him out, you can talk to him on uh, Twitter at Adam Jury, or you can email him at Adam Jury at AdamJury.com. Sorry, Adam at AdamJury.com. And uh, you should check out his stuff. It's really cool. And he's interested in basically just, like, doing, making anything, like any kind of token or any kind of whatever, really, game paraphernalia for anyone. And he's just a really nice guy. So check him out. Yeah. Nice. So uh, I, I actually forgot one real quick, and, and I want to make sure that we get it in here. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Michael Flores. Um, he oh, yeah. recently had, uh, uh, he suffered a loss. The community suffered a loss. Uh, Charlie Tuna. 
passed away recently uh, playing basketball and suffered from a, uh, a massive heart attack all of a sudden. So um, he posted a fantastic um, uh, art post on his blog, fiveflores.com, where he goes through and talks about, you know, how much of an influence Tuna has had on his life. And, uh, and it was really, really a, a well-written piece and, you know, something he should be very proud of. And I'm sure that, uh, that Tuna would be as well. So I'd like for us all to just kind of like have a moment of silence for Charlie um, and what he has meant uh, to the game and the people that loved him. All right. Thank you. I'm done. Oh, we didn't read any of the comments from last week's show, even though like a lot of them are so fucking great. Yeah. Um, so so shout out to anybody who who did a comment um because i like read them today and was just floored they're great yeah well, i'm not even trolling God. like i actually just really enjoyed them hey kyt does your your comment count on the bottom of it does it actually count the facebook comments as well no no so in total we have 81 comments for last episode <laughs> but a large, large credit goes to John for uh, putting up a bonfire. Um, yeah, I think we need to do like if you want to see the, these like the high level of comments, we got to do more giveaways and, and. I think though, I think though that somebody said it correctly where they said like they suggested that we do a giveaway to random commenters over the course of a couple of episodes. Like we don't tell people, hey, comment, and then you'll get one. We say like we're gonna give away a bonfire in the next three episodes to a random commenter. Uh, or something to that effect, so that people don't get burned who are always commenting, and we're not just getting comments from the fucking scavengers. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> um. So, anyways, onto my shout out. Shout out to anyone who put a comment on our last episode, except um, for, except for, <laughs> the one guy that said less KYT. Oh, okay. I mean, certainly Dirt, this guy Dirtle, hasn't been Dirtle listening. Gaga listening to all our previous 86 episodes to know that, you know, less KYT, you can have it on every, every one of those. On every episodes. other episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to complain about that one episode. Yeah, I just yeah. talked about Red Green Less fucking you. Less that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't win the bonfire. Um, shouts to Chris Lansdow, who, Ooh. uh, you know, had a great time with them, and, uh, he just, out of all the comments, went apeshit in his yeah, to one of our listeners. <laughs> and uh, it he seemed like smashed. the guy took it, yeah, the guy took it pretty well. <laughs> the other guy, like, sort of backed like, off. Backed right off, was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, fuck, we got a badass life. over here. And even liked Lansdale's comment, so. Much respect to that guy for uh, not uh, making this a flame war. Um, shout out to Blizzard. Absolutely love uh, the the social aspect of it. So that when I log on at four and five a.m., I know there are other sickos like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I is feel that like, how you're getting all the time in? Because you're waking up early to play. What a loser! <laughs> to watch cinematics. Um, and shouts to Jerry, um, who is going to be on a future episode, and uh, who has given me a few extra tips secret tips oh, yeah. this upcoming weekend yeah. 
You should talk to him, Jay, and be, and be like, why, why, are, why are you playing Restoration Angel? Why? Why? I don't think Jerry wants to talk to me. I tried asking Jerry. I was like, what's up, man? Why? What's going on? What's going on with some... And then he was like, no. No, I'm Jerry T. Just ignore you. Um, and shouts to Hayne and Kaplan, who I will finally get to see again this weekend. I miss those guys, and... uh you know, there's some people that are scared that Hayne was going to play this weekend. But remember, kids, he's the captain of the Canadian team, so he can't play at the World Cup qualifier, and he's already queued for Seattle. And so he can't the win. other voters. So he can't play the PTQ. I think he can't play. He period. can't play them or he can't win it? Oh, no, he's qualified and he has a ticket, right? Right, right. So he for can't. status, so he can't even play. Yeah. play. So what he is going to do is stare down at my opponents for me <laughs> scare the shit out of them. So just stand behind you. It's gonna be like the worst part I... is 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 KYT's playing, and all of a sudden he starts kind of looking over at KYT, and KYT picks up, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm playing wrong. Fuck, I'm playing badly. Oh my god!" It's gonna be like me against Nina, and then Haynes gonna be behind me. Do it, multi-four. Well, I, I don't need the multi-four. Do Mold it, it. multi-four. I believe in you. I believe in you. That's fine. And then Four cards. Jesus, Jesus turned a Moldafor into wine. It's going to be land, 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 restoration angel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Untap, draw. He'll be like, draw, Delver, oh, land, Delver. <laughs> oh, look, blind Vanilink. Oh, land, go. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, shout out to Nina. She was cool about it. Um. And uh, that's my shout-outs for this week. So I guess that kind of finishes it off, right? Right, right. Shout-outs to Kyle, extra shout-outs, because he's going to have to do a hell of a job to weave all this in. <laughs> this one. All right. Well, then, uh, next week, uh, I'm fairly sure that uh, Conley Woods indicated that he's going to join us next week. Yeah. Um, for all the oh. for all of you Canadians out there that are dying to find out and hear from you know Alex, uh, we were going to try to have him on tonight, but uh, apparently just travel and all of that shit didn't work out. Uh, we will be having him on uh, very soon. We promise. And if we have to do a separate episode based on timing, where it's just nothing but you know us talking to him about it, then we'll do that if we have to. Um, but rest assured, you will get your fix of your Canadian champion. Yeah. Okay. So until next time. Nice shot, Cooper. Nice shot, Cooper. (laughs) See you guys later. Peace. So we brought more money this year. Okay. And, uh. Bob, <laughs> do it, do it. Hello? Hello? <laughs> we brought more money and... And... <laughs> now I got that there's a problem with the call note. Mm. Well, I guess we lost Bob on the field. <laughs> Back to Asian reporter, Car Young Com. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm back, so- you brought more money this time. Okay, cliffhanger. I brought more money. Okay, I gotta go again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we brought more money. <laughs>